Well, good morning and happy Mother's Day again to all of you. It is great to have you here today. We are excited. I'm excited for what I believe God is going to do here in this time as we continue in this series of the blessing, this series on this prayer that was prayed over the people of Israel for thousands of years and that we pray here in our church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance to you and give you peace. And so as the part of it that we're going to dig into today of this blessing is all about the face of God and the blessing of the face of God that, I don't know if you know that, uh, you probably heard some different stats, but nonverbals, nonverbals in our communication that makes up somewhere, there's actually a lot of argument about this, there's something like 60 to 90 percent of what we communicate comes through our nonverbals. Now, you know, it's the kind of thing where I can, you know, look at my kids and just be like, I love you. You know, it's like, I love you so much. Like, that's, that's what we're talking That's wrong, non-verbally. It's communicating a lot of different things. But I can also look at my dog, Charlie, and I can be like, Oh, Charlie, you're the dumbest dog ever. You know, and he wags his tail, and he's all happy and excited because I'm smiling and talking in this high-pitched voice. Our, our non-verbals do a lot when it comes to this. Now, I don't know if you know that emojis are also the fastest growing form of communication. Little smiley faces and things like that. And so if you pull out your outline, and you can see on the screen as we kind of maybe get into a little bit of seriousness with it, while having some fun at the same time, when we think about the face of God, I want you to even actually analyze using emojis, these nonverbals. What do you think represents how you see God looking at you right now. What is your image of the way that God looks at you right now? If you want, you got your outline, you can circle the one, it's in there. But is it this heart's lovey face or all the way to angry or something in between? So take just a moment and think about that, do that. Or just pull out your outline now too. (laughs) All right, so... As you think about where God is in that for you, we do talk then here today about the blessing of God's face. Because whatever emoji you would have circled, I would hope that we could shift that, uh, you know, somewhere over farther towards the heart eyes in some way. Uh, If we had an emoji Bible, maybe that's what would be in the Aaronic benediction. Uh, But we look at this Aaronic benediction as what we call this prayer. Uh, Aaron as the priest, this blessing, this priestly blessing, he would pray and that we pray. And so we're in this verse, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. Then it goes, and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Now, what I want you to see, I'm going to show you something. Here's it in English, and it has face and countenance. Now, I'm going to show you something here. This is called Hebrew transliteration for a big word for today. All right, this is Hebrew, but without the fancy letters, but in what it would sound like in English, okay? Now, you've heard Matt Davis, I'm not going to be able to sing it in the like awesome, like cool Jewish priest way, but um, uh, this is how we will say it. But Yevarecha Adonai V'yish Merecha, that's may the Lord bless you and keep you. Then the next line, Ya'er Adonai Panav Elecha is make his face shine on you. Vichuneka is just and be gracious to you, just that one word. Then Yisah Adonai Panav Elecha, and that is where he lift his countenance on you. 
and v'asem lecha shalom is and give you peace. The Bible, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew. Okay, so that's why we're looking at this. Now I want you to see that back here we had this whole thing where it said face and countenance. But in the Hebrew it's just panav, panav. Alright, now panav means face. Panav in Hebrew is face. Now, whatever, I think it was back when the King James Bible that they decided to change it to face and countenance so that there could just be a little more poetry to it, probably. But it's just the same Hebrew word. And so I think it's really interesting to see where in this very short verse, this very short blessing and prayer, you have these two phrases right here that are really similar, right? When you look at that, even if you don't know Hebrew at all, you can pick up letters look same, okay? Letters look same. And uh, that is where we have this whole thing of make his face shine on you, God's face to shine on you, or his face to be lifted to you. And I want you to know that this is the way that God wants to bless you, for him to repeat this thing about his face a couple times in this passage, is that he wants you to know that his blessing comes through his face towards you. That God's face is directed to you, and that's how he wants to bless you. Now, I want today, on Mother's Day, us to think about Obviously, God has revealed himself as God the Father. Uh, I'm not saying otherwise, but just uh, here in this moment on Mother's Day, I was like, I found this picture of my wife and our two little kids when our younger daughter, Ella, was born. And I just, I see it as the face shining upon the children, right? This face of this loving mother looking upon her children and... uh, 16 and almost 12 now. This is newborn and four years old. And, and so that's just where this loving face of a mother shining upon her children. This is kind of like this picture of God shining upon us as his children. And uh, I just, I love that sense of the way that this, this picture, what this picture portrays. And even if you don't know that with a, a, a young newborn baby, they can only see about 8 to 15 inches. That's, that's how far they can see away. And so that image then of a mother nursing her baby or holding her baby close and looking down upon that baby, that's where then the baby can see the mother and see that face shining upon her and, and love and care. To look into someone's face It's very bonding, right? I mean, that's a very intimate moment where you look deeply into someone's eyes. And that's what God is wanting. I even think about, uh, for me, since I'm not a mother, as a father, uh, and like the experience of when our older daughter, Grace, was born. Our first child, right? You got the whole thing that's happening in the hospital. And we've been in there all day. And then all of a sudden, it feels like everything's very slow. And then all of a sudden, everything is very fast. And uh, I just felt like so much was happening, and I'm freaked out. I'm watching my wife go through all the stuff she's going through. Things are happening that are, like, better to be left unspoken. And then it's just crazy. And then the baby comes out, and, like, baby's being cleaned and cared for, and, and B's being taken care of. And I just felt like there was so much going on that I was excited, and I knew I loved this baby, but I felt like my heart never caught up to my body in the midst of everything that was happening in that moment. This is somewhere around 11.30 p.m., so at night. We're late at night at this point, been there all day. And then after kind of everything settles, all the family has come through and said, you know, said hi and been together and just this awesome celebration. But then finally it's, you know, 2.30 in the morning or something, and 
Everything's starting to quiet down. And B is finally able to fall asleep. And I remember then Grace began to cry, and I picked her up. And I'm holding her, and, and no one's there. It's dark, and it's quiet. And I just remember this, like, so deeply of holding her right here as the father's face looking down upon this little baby. And I remember looking into her face, and she opened her eyes in this moment. And when our eyes connected, and we just looked at each other, and I felt like she was looking into my soul, you know, in this moment. And it was in that moment where I fell in love, right? It was in that moment where it was that deep sense of bonding. And I believe it's that where I can't even tell the story without quivering in my voice. That's the way that God the Father looks at you. That's the way that God wants to bless you today. And that his heart is to have that be prayed over you, that you'd be blessed like that every single day. May you begin to see that love that God has for you in a new light with this blessing that he has for you. Um, as it is Mother's Day, I did want to take a moment and pray for all of you women in the room, but I also want, with permission, I want to show you the most real picture of motherhood ever, okay? Um, I had permission, but my precious wife passed out on the couch, the baby passed out on the couch, and a pile of laundry. But what is the dad doing? Pulling out the camera and taking a picture of the scene. And so this is just this most, I think, real picture of motherhood. So with this picture on the screen, I want to just, you can all remain seated, but I just want to pray a prayer over all of you right now, if you would close your eyes with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the moms in this room, the moms that uh, work so incredibly hard and pour out their hearts for their children, Lord. We pray honor and blessing over them. Lord, I pray for everyone too here in this room for just the huge variety of reasons why today is hard. And so, Lord, I pray blessing over them. And I pray for your hand of comfort and for your face to shine upon them, seeing them in the, all of the reality of what they're going through today. And meet them in this moment here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we are, we're thankful for these moms and we're thankful for God. And we see this, we have this, this message, this picture of the Lord's face to shine upon you, that he wants to shine upon you, that this word means to, to light, to illuminate, to smile, or to sparkle with delight. That is how God is putting his face out towards you, to shine upon you, that this light is this metaphor of him bringing shining hope and joy and love towards all of his people that there's even in your outline just a bunch of verses more about this, this metaphor of light for God that God even portrays himself as light shining out upon us. And you can read more about that, but that is who God is and how he wants to display himself to you and and he wants to shine upon you. There's even this story I heard recently of this little boy whose mother had died, actually. And he was like asleep in bed with his dad. He was needing to sleep in the same bed as his father after they're both going through this incredible grief. And the boy was not able to sleep if his dad was rolled over to be facing away from him. 
But if the dad was rolled to be facing towards him, then the baby, then this little boy was able to fall asleep peacefully because that, that face of the father shining upon him, giving him that grace, giving him that peace that he needs. I love, there's this part of Psalm 4 that says, I will lie down and sleep in your presence, O Lord, for you keep me safe in the night. That, that we can be in peace, that we can experience God's grace because of his face. And that's really what happens here in, in each of these little expressions of God's face shining or lifting is that they both have kind of a, an outcome afterwards, a result that will come. And so with God's face shining, it says that grace will come. With God's face lifted to you, it says peace will come. We'll have a whole Sunday on grace and peace, so I don't want to go into it too much, but that's this outcome of what we have of God's face directed towards us, that grace and forgiveness come through the face of God shining on us. And it's kind of like if the sun shines upon us, we feel good. We experience goodness. If someone we walk by smiles at us, that, that feels good for us. That Now in this case, that grace and forgiveness come. As the face of God shines a light upon us, I think that even his face shines a light on the dark parts of our hearts, of our lives. And even as those darkest parts of our hearts are revealed to God, that's then what he says, so now what I give you is my grace, undeserved mercy, right? I give that to you in the midst of me revealing the darkest parts of who you are. Now there is like also a sense of God's face in the scriptures of the hidden face of God. God hiding his face when he's angry with our sin. Psalm 27, 20, uh, 8 and 9 says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. That we would cry out to God, no, please, Lord, don't turn your face from us. And so I love, though, that then he expresses his blessing is that he wants his face to be towards us. This is how I will bless you. And so when he lifts his face to you, is what he's promising here, he will lift his face to you and hear you. I like this verse too, 1 Peter 3, 12. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. But then he will give his grace and give his righteousness to you. And so then we move on to, to the next part, right? So we have this face to shine upon you, and then the Lord lifts up his countenance, or just his face. He lifts up his face to you. So for him to lift his face, you got to kind of imagine a face would kind of have to be down, and then it's lifted. So you almost have that sense of that hidden face of God, and what God says he will do is lift it towards you. And uh, it's expressing pleasure, it is granting an audience, it's showing interest in you. And so to lift one's eyes, to lift one's face, that is to pay attention. It's basically the opposite of being on your phone, okay? To have God's face lifted to you is the opposite of being on your phone. That you are distracted, that you are looking down, that you are not paying attention. God says, I lift my face to you and I grant you my favor. And it's uh, interesting, it's kind of what would be thought of when you think of someone that enters the throne room of a king. And kind of the Esther story. If you don't know the Esther story, later grab your Bible and read the book of Esther. 
but it's got this sense where when a person is coming, maybe even without permission, into the throne room of the king, and if the king chooses, the king can look up and express pleasure, but the king can also dismiss you. In the Esther story, if he dismissed you, you would be executed, so it was a risky move to come in uninvited. And so in this moment, though, or in this this expression, it's that king, you approaching him, and then the king lifting his face to you. And then he's then granting you audience and saying, I hear you, come, be with me. Even though I am the king and God, even though I'm the king of the universe, I want to be with you. I want to be present with you. I want you to know that I am listening to you. I'm with you in the midst of this. And I think that when we're in shame, when we have moments in our sin and we have shame and guilt because of that inside of us, our heads then go down, right? We, we then, our heads are down in shame and guilt and all of that. And what I think is cool is I believe that God, when he lifts his head to you, I think that he kind of lifts your head to him as well and helps you to look at him then right in the face to be able to make that eye contact with you, to, to lift you up at the same time that he lifts his face to you. So all this cool stuff that we're talking about about God, that's how God wants to bless you. That's God's heart for you in the midst of all this, is that you would experience this. That you would feel this way. That, you know, when you walk by someone and they don't look at you, you know, like you're kind of, you know them and you're kind of like walking by and, you know, they're maybe busy or just distracted and you're kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, and it's like that, it feels terrible, you know. That's a terrible feeling, I feel like, when somebody doesn't look up to you. I want you to know that God is always looking up to you, that God wants to bless you in this kind of way. And I also think that the way that we feel about how God looks at us is the way that then we will look towards other people, right? The way we feel about how God looks at us is the way that we are going to look towards other people. We have the ability to bless and we have the ability to curse. And when we believe that God looks at us with with smile and pleasure and delight and approval, we're able to give that and bless others with that as well. It says we are blessed to be a blessing, right? We talked about that, that we are then to bring that blessing to others. Imagine um, a kid on a sports team, right? A little kid in the sports team and me as a dad. As the dad is then in the stands watching the game. And when the kid's playing basketball, let's say they're doing, they're doing well and the dad's all clapping and smiling and interested, right? But what about that moment when the kid's coming down and it's an important part of the game and he dribbles the ball off his foot and it goes out of bounds and the other team gets it? The little kid is looking up into the stands and looking for me as the dad, right? What is my face showing? How is my face blessing? Am I upset? Am I annoyed? Am I not even paying attention? I'm just on my phone, right? You know, it's, it's that kind of a moment where we have the ability to bless and to clap and to encourage and you got this, let's go, right? That's the same way we can take this blessing of God to us to others, to show that, to pass that blessing on to them. And what I love in this, this whole passage, this, this whole prayer, this blessing that, that God wants you to experience, 
uh, we go all the way to the end, all the way to the end of the Bible, Revelation 22, verses 4 and 5. And it says this, that when there's a new heaven and a new earth, it says, they will see his face. And no longer dimly, no longer in part, but full, face to face. And his name will be on their foreheads. Back in number six, at the end of the blessing, it says, So they shall put my name on the sons of Israel by praying this blessing over them. And so by praying this blessing, they will see his face. His name will be on their foreheads. It's, it's the culmination of this whole blessing that God has for you that at the end of days and that you will see the face of God and there will no longer be any night. They will not have need of the light of the sun because the Lord God will illumine them. His face will shine and be the light that lights this new heaven and new earth. I mean, that is incredible of how much this verse is coming true. This blessing will come true. And I believe that when we die, that what we will see is the face of God smiling and sparkling at us, shining upon us, experiencing that in full. And so this prayer, I want to tell you a little story about just how this prayer has been important for me in my life. And I've shared some of this before, but just kind of more fully, kind of the way even I saw some things coming together at this one point that I never really realized. And so my parents had prayed this blessing over me as a kid growing up. It was important to me. I prayed this throughout my children as they were growing up, praying this prayer and still praying it over them, that God would bless them in this way. That I believe that God was kind of like putting his name on me, you know, throughout the process of that, that blessing being prayed over me throughout my life. And it was very important. I remember like that, I went on this time of a sabbatical and this time away. And I remember God just speaking to me in this way while on a hike in Santiago Oaks Park. And God saying, Eric, I want you to hear these words for you. I want you to not just try to give blessing to others, but you need to be able to receive this blessing from me, right? And so I remember God just really radically and powerfully ministering to my heart in the midst of that moment, me taking in the blessing of God and his face upon me and his grace and his peace and all of that. And it was very meaningful in sharing that with our staff. And, and uh, then years later, uh, a couple of years ago was when during the time when I was interviewing with the elders for this role of senior pastor. And as you can probably imagine, that's like a stressor point of life whenever you're interviewing for anybody, when you're interviewing for any role or job or whatever that could be. Those are like important moments in our life. And it was for me, I took it as a very deep and important thing to be considering that God would have for me in my life. And I also just love this, our family here, the community that we have here. And I, I love this church. I just love it. I want to continue to be part of it. And I remember uh, just that being kind of a stressful time and then leading then into when in September, about a year and a half ago or so or more, that uh, was when the elders then announced that I was the candidate for that. But then there'd be this two and a half month gap between that and when there would be this vote about me. And so then I remember uh, I wasn't really thinking about that being stressful, but then that was super stressful. And uh, thinking about just everybody that you know and care about, thinking about your life and yes or no about you. That's just a weird thing. I've shared that before. And 
So I, I felt like I'd never really experienced kind of that kind of maybe anxiety or, or something like that, but I remember feeling a lot of the weight of that. And then about a month into that, early October, our staff went away, our pastoral staff went away to Forest Home for oh, a few days of this retreat. And part of what we do is dismiss everybody out into these like two and a half, three hour solo times, just silence and solitude before the Lord. And so I, I went out for my little time there and I had a hammock with me and I went down to the, some trees that were along the creek uh, there at Forest Home. And I got in my hammock and then I just remember there was a kind of a prompt of like, where do you see God in relation to you right now? And I remember closing my eyes and, and praying and having this very, very vivid vision of God, of Jesus, of Jesus' face and him sitting in a chair across from me and him leaning forward in that chair and his face looking at me with this huge beaming smile on his face. And I've only been able to describe it as his eyes like twinkling with delight and love for me. The face of Jesus looking at me in that moment and him saying, I, I just love you. I have pleasure in you. I don't care about any of this other stuff about what your job is or your ministry. And I felt like as I looked into his face in that moment, it was like a, I almost describe it as like being healed or like an addict, like all of a sudden not like ha having no longing for whatever they're addicted to, where that anxiety and that stress just washed away. And it's not like I never got nervous again or something like that, but it was just this, all of that deeper sense of it was just gone. And, and it was just from seeing the face of God. And that was so awesome for me in the midst of that moment to really be able to give over to him all of that sense that, that we can have of trying to have the approval of people rather than God and all that kind of stuff. And so I gave that over to him. And what's funny is, like, I wasn't putting a lot of things together. That was just, like, a really cool moment. And then as the time goes on, I remember it came to the day, there had been the vote, and then there came to the day where it was actually this, it was called the Installation Sunday, where I was becoming the pastor of the church, and it was prayed over and all of that. And I remember at, nearing the end, I was supposed to give up, get up and kind of give a little speech, right? And, um, but I was, we were singing this song, Oh, Praise the Name. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. That, this song is this awesome song. And as we were singing, it was the last song before I had to come up and, and share. And we sang this one line that said, My gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. My gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. And it was in the midst of that moment, I don't know what was going on, but all of a sudden I, it was all coming together for me that as I was fixed on the face of Jesus, it was that face of Jesus that I was fixed on, that face of Jesus with love and delight and pleasure in me and this beaming smile, him shining on me. And I all of a sudden realized, that's the blessing prayer. The blessing prayer is his face would shine on me. I never had, like put that together in that moment at Forest Home that the prayers that my, prayer, that my parents were praying for me, that God was praying for me to experience his blessing, that was being fulfilled on that day at Forest Home where I saw his face. That was the face of God shining on me and being lifted towards me. And all of that, and I was walking on stage realizing all of that was coming together and kind of like, uh, how do I talk now? You know, and it was just like, and I, I feel like I almost wish now I had just shared that with you instead of whatever I shared then. 
but because it was sure a blur. But um, but what I want you to know is that everything I was experiencing in that moment is what I desperately want for you to experience in this moment. In this moment now, the face of Jesus looking upon you with a beaming smile, with delight, with a sparkle and twinkle in his eye, that he loves you so much, that he takes so much joy and pleasure in you. That's, that's where God is right now. But I want you to know it. And I don't want you just to know it up here. I want you to feel it in here and in your gut, in your heart. And so right now, I want you to take this moment to reflect on that. To take this moment to consider that question of, where is God in relationship to you right now? Where is the face of God? How is God's face looking upon you right now? And we're going to have our, a time of giving, and the ushers are going to be coming forward and passing the offering bags. And I want everyone just to be able to just remain seated and reflect. And take this moment to reflect on this. Where is God's face towards you right now? You are his beloved son. You are his beloved daughter. Picture that face of Jesus smiling at you and loving you and seeing you with delight. Because that is his face shining on you. And that is his face lifted to you. That is how God wants to bless you today. Let's pray together. Lord God, we, we come before you humbly but expectantly, Lord. And we pray for the blessing of your face upon the people of this church that sit here today. May you meet us here in this moment. And as we turn our eyes to you, Lord Jesus, may we see your face. As we give to you, Lord Jesus, may it be out of love and worship for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.